Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Sunset Riders for the Super Nintendo. Sunset Riders was developed and published by Konami for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System and was released in June of 1993 in Europe and North America. Oh, oh okay. There was no Japanese release of this game for home consoles. Really? Not Did they, one. They got arcade, right? They or... got the original arcade and they got it first there. Okay, okay. Now, this game was indeed based on the 1991 arcade game of the same name. So that was two years earlier that it had come out. Mm-hmm. And the arcade cabinet is uh, a two or four player variant yeah, um, cabinet. I, I saw it in the wild. It, oh, yeah. It was one of my favorite four player experiences. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the few four player uh, shoot 'em ups, not yeah, just beat 'em yeah. ups out there. Yeah, for sure. And then to note for the arcade nerds out there, this was a JAMA board arcade game. JAMA Slamma. Which was very common for Konami at the time. Now, there was also a Genesis version of this game. And apologies to those of you who had it. Yeah, I saw it wasn't as, quite as hot. Well, I'm sure it was when it came out a year before this one. Oh, uh, okay. But it was missing half of the playable characters right. and half of the bosses. Yeah, I saw it was a strip of the down. voices. Oh, really? Yeah, none of the voices, which is one of my favorite parts. And as for this Super Nintendo version of Sunset Riders, it is actually uh, censored from the arcade and the Sega release. Right. Aren't there certain things like... uh, The ladies are all dressed with a little more clothing. Right. And then in the arcade, you could like go in the doors and you would get like whiskey or something sometimes, I think, right? Yes. And this time you just come out with uh, bags of money or sometimes a lady fully dressed giving you a hug a very platonic hug very uh they also changed out the native americans in the one level for just random bad guys Mm-mm. and they renamed that boss yeah yeah uh his name was originally chief uh scalpum yeah i <laughs> so not so great there uh but then their their change to chief wigwam is just just slightly better it's better than Chief TP, I guess. But. but I feel like maybe they could have gone a little further to make it a little, little bit cooler of a name. I agree. <laughs> so, Nick, what kind of game is Sunset Riders? Will Partner. This is a, I don't know. Um, I, I can't do it that long. <laughs> I was uh, really hoping you'd try. I, man, I thought I would. Uh, but anyhow, um... This is a, I mean, it's an arcade-ish side-scroller. You know, it's similar to a beat-em-up in some ways, but it's really more of like a, a shooting, but it's not a shoot-em-up, you know? Yeah, it's a very hard-to-pin-down kind of game. It has elements of a beat-em-up and elements of a bullet-hell shooter as well. It's kind of like Contra plus Shinobi, or, you know, where you have your your upper and lower mm-hmm. Area to stand, and you know you're Definitely. shooting, but you're slowly moving through. It's not as platform heavy, you know. Even though you can jump, yes. So in this game, uh, you play as one of four characters, and we'll go through them in a moment. But control wise, they're all the exact same. Yeah, you only, really only have three ways to control yourself besides moving, and that's you can shoot, mm-hmm. jump, or slide. And this game does have a jump, and it is a variable jump. You can jump mm-hmm. higher or lower depending on how long you hold that jump button. And then this game has that unique feature that you mentioned, like in Shinobi, where I think for me, the first time I experienced it was in uh, Rolling Thunder in the arcade. Oh, right. Yeah. Where you can jump and hold up, and then that will get you to the top floor of an area, usually balconies and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. But it's also how you jump up to ropes that you will uh, tra- traverse. Sure, sure. And then uh, there is another movement that you can do, which is the slide. Yeah, a little weird. I didn't use this that much, and I feel like that it's, might be... Yeah, it, it's very handy if you can get it down. The problem is, to slide, you have to be pressing down and jump and a direction. You have to be moving that direction first, then 
press down and jump. So can you, what about the slide button? Because you have that in your controller setup in the thing. Like, is that, can you use that at any time instead of the jump? Is it either or, or? I'm not smart enough to have, uh, to experiment with that or noticed. Oh, okay. Well, I, like I said, I barely used it. Uh, I mean, I did a few times, mostly. I just mainly tried to do accident. it with like the control scheme it gives you. Gotcha. And in this game, your form of attack is all shooting. Yeah, yeah. And there are a few items in the game, and they mainly deal with upgrading that. Right. And the two power-ups you're going to find most often are the Silver Star and the Gold Star. Yeah, the badges. Yeah, basically your standard sheriff's badge. Mm-hmm. And the Silver Star gives you a second gun. Which doubles your firepower, obviously. And it's really awesome. And uh, your sprite is reflects that as well. Yeah, it's, it's pretty sweet. Now, the Gold Star, it makes your bullets purple... I'm not yeah. sure if that's, they don't, I don't think they're any stronger. Yeah, I don't know. You get a bigger, more of them or? You can shoot them at a faster rate. And then depending mm. on the gun, you will have more bullets out at a time. And you can also shoot if you want to hold down the button. It'll be rapid fire. Oh, okay. But I have found that you do shoot faster if you manually Just rapid fire. Manual. I got you. Which leads to a point, I guess I will get into later, but this game gave me some, uh, some fatigue. Uh, some thumb, thumb aches. Yeah, man. <laughs> some of those bosses, I was jamming it hard. Oh, oh, yeah. If you get those stars when you already have your gun upgraded, they will be just dollars. You'll get $2,000 for each. Yeah, and uh, in this game, that's dollars are pretty much your score. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll also find sacks of money sometimes inside buildings, um, and those are also worth just dollars. But the I think the only other thing you will find in the game are one-ups. Yeah, they're yeah. few and far between. And what about those little turkeys? You know what I mean? You'll get them sometimes. Like, I know it's not life, or it's just more dollars. I think so. It's weird. Yeah, whatever. And the thing about the dollars that is nice is you get dollars for killing enemies, for getting the money, as a reward for beating the boss. And then every $50,000 or points, you get a free life. Yeah, it's a, and I believe you get more uh, money and reward if you kill guys with, like, dynamite or the barrels, like, okay. or something. I, I read that, but I never really took advantage of it. <laughs> now, if you are playing two-player and you defeat the boss, only one of you gets the reward. Oh, and right. And it goes yeah. to whoever got the most shots on it, What who has the highest percentage of damage. Oh, it's always, okay, that's cool. I think that's pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, it does show the breakdown, right? Mm -hmm. Even yeah. if you're playing one player, it'll just say 100% damage from you. Yeah, I was from you. straight A's the whole way. I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> and in this game, like uh, so many other uh, shoot-em-ups, but not as many beat-em-ups, you only have one hit kills. Yeah. So any bullet that hits you or an enemy, that's it. Game over. Luckily, the enemies use the slowest bullets ever I've ever seen because... <laughs> they are quite slow, and that's nice for you. But... uh when you die, you just lose a life, and then you start again right where you were. Mm -hmm. But when you continue, you start at the beginning of the level. Yes, and when you lose a life, you also lose any upgrades to your gun you had. It's a true shame. Yes, but like you said, uh, lose all your lives, you must continue if you have them, and then you start at the beginning of that level, which, towards the end of the game, hmm, can be kind of rough. Yeah, for real. <laughs> and then finally, I think we need to get into... You know, what everyone's favorite aspect of this game is, and that is the very wonderful and colorful characters that you get to choose between. Yeah, you have four uh, different cowboys you can choose, and they're mm -hmm. all depicted in different, uh, they all have different outfits, very 80s anime style of character art. I love it a lot. Oh, yeah, it looks great. And they're all different types of, uh, you know, Wild West archetype. Yeah, yeah. Starting with Steve, and Steve is your very typical looking cowboy He's got the yellow the hat, sheriff. right? Yeah. Yeah. And his main weapon is the pistol. And that's what separates all these characters, not just their outfit. The real difference is what gun they use. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they're kind of two sets of two in that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve's pistol, it fires one bullet. It's a uh, straight. It's really quick, though. Yeah, it is. And that's what makes it really nice. Uh, when you upgrade it, it doesn't spread anymore. It just gets a lot faster. And there's more bullets on screen at once. Right. And then when you get two, you get like the the V beam kind of shooting out from you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where it's like you're shooting two guns, but at different angles, which is pretty nice. Yeah, it's one upward and then one straight ahead. Yeah, yeah. Then next up, you have Billy in blue. All blue. You can guess uh, what character old friend Bill played with the most here. <laughs> well, you know, namesake. And he is a pretty cool looking dude. 
And he has a pistol as well. But I don't. What is the main difference between him and Steve? I, I really didn't notice any difference um, that I was able to tell. Like I saw in one of the facts, this guy was saying some are slightly different, but I was like, I not that I could tell. And none yeah, of the other I think ones I read did. somewhere that one of them was quicker than the other. Like their bullets are a little faster, but not as strong. Maybe okay, yeah. which really only matters at bosses. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess it's do you like yellow or blue more? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe your name is Bill or Billy, and if so, choose Bill. Yeah. Uh, if you are not either named Bill or Steve, or you're just not a fan of them or their pistols. <laughs> or their have, outfits. Or their outfits. You have two more options. Uh, you have Bob. Now, Bob is more of the uh, rifleman of the group. Sure, yeah. He's got the big, uh, he has a green hat. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice hat. But he doesn't wear it during the game, does he? I, I'm not sure. I, I didn't play with him, really. I didn't either. But he has the rifle, and the rifle, it has a weird kind of a shot. Isn't it? It's it's the same as what's his face, right? As Cormano or? Yes, it is a kind of a spread shot, but not like your very typical spread. It's like two triangles. Yeah, it's not a of, yeah of of bullets spreading out. Yeah, and it it's not as wide as say a contra spread, but no, you uh, you still get some some sweet action in there. And then when you upgrade it to twin rifles, it's really weird. You don't get like double the number of bullets. You just get more. So it's like nine i think instead of six okay okay and then when you get your final upgrade that's when it is like the the double amount and even more larger spread of bullets mm, yeah and then finally we have the last character cormano yeah this is my guy I this was... was my guy as well i was gonna ask you does this who you played with because <laughs> no. this is who i always play as. i always did because i was like oh sweet he's, you know kind of the odd one out but you know he's like a i'm guessing mexican fellow and uh mm -hmm. you know he's got his poncho and sombrero and then a sweet beard yeah i mean Everything about him is just cooler than the other guys. Yeah. Sorry, Bill. Yeah, and he's got that. He uses shotgun, but it's pretty much the same as Bob. Yeah. So, you know, later it's pretty cool to have two shotguns. Indeed. It definitely helps clear out a lot of these smaller enemies. I think the downside is that these guns are not as strong as the pistols. Oh, yeah. And therefore, the boss fights can take longer. I, yeah. Which I, they certainly did in my playthrough. I, yeah, well, they're... You can really generate like a line of death with those pistols, but I found that in general, I don't know. I like the shotguns better. It was easier for me to just like aim, I guess. Oh, I agree. And then you had uh, alluded to it earlier, but there is a select menu in this game that certainly helps out a lot. There are three different difficulties you can play the game as, uh, you know, easy, normal, and hard. Yeah. Now, I don't know exactly what those do. Because I was afraid to play on easy with some of these yeah. games we've played that don't have the actual ending or I, last yeah. levels. I'm not sure. Um, I watched a little bit. I noticed some differences for like hard, um, like Chief Wigwam will throw four knives instead of three. Or okay, so there, some of the bosses will give more, shoot more bullets at once. I think. So faster. it's not just a change in the number of lives and that kind of thing. It right. is actually a difficulty curve in the enemies you face. Yeah, and if you beat the game on hard, you can start over again and play on very hard. Which, more power to you. <laughs> Psychopath. <laughs> but also in that settings menu, you get to choose your number of uh, free lives. Yeah, yeah. And your number of continues. And uh, I used a code to increase my lives and continues to five. Uh, and I didn't know about this code, but I would have <laughs> used it if I did. Because I increased mine to four and four, and I really wished I had five. I will say that. And you can set all, you know... Uh, map your controls however you want. So Yeah, that's also very nice. Thumbs up for that. Very courteous. The one control that's missing that I wish was in here that the Genesis had, Nick, and it's going to break your heart. What's that? It had a standing button to hold you still while you shot in directions. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Oh, well, say la vie. All right, Nick. This is Konami rolling out on the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. They are legend at this point. Everything they touch turns to gold. So it seems. Did their Midas touch hit the printing press when they <laughs> made this manual? Uh, sort of. Um, it's not very big. I mean, this simple game. So right. you get 12 pages. Uh, you oh, know, uh, this is all color. Well, um, that's okay. I'll, I'll trade off. It's got, uh, you know, screenshots. There's no real artwork but it's pretty cool because they make the paper look all like browned and distressed and there's, oh, some, okay. there's some bullet holes in there and it uses all old west slang where it's like hey y'all here's how your controls work 
That's awesome. So it's pretty cool in that way, you know, like, but it's very minimalist because there's not much to say. The story is basically, uh, Sir Richard Rose is a bad guy, so stop him. Like, you, you know, that's, that's all right. You know, you're just out there collecting bounties, I guess. I don't know if you're truly lawmen. I think Ooh. you are a bounty hunter. Right. Which, I mean, that explains all the reward monies. So that's yeah. about all you get. You get some brief. Tells you about the characters, their guns, power-ups. Okay. That's really about it. But but at the end, it does have a sweet ad for the Konami Game Hint and Tip line. Oh, really? For a mere 70 cents a minute, you could call, as long as you have a touch-tone phone, by the way, none of your old rotary ones. Of course. Um, and minors. If you have parental permission, you can call them in and blow your money on this game where you're like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of games. I didn't know Konami had their own, but it really cracks me up to somebody being like, help, I'm in Sunset Riders. What do I do? And they're like, ah, shoot them more. Go, go right. Just keep going. <laughs> do better. <laughs> do better at the game. <laughs> so that's kind of funny, but that that's all you get, man. All right. Marry me with my money. Well, I know we've both played this game a bit throughout our lives mm -hmm. and what was your personal history then with this game um it's a game i played pretty frequently i played it a bit at first in the arcade and uh then later on the super nintendo yeah uh, this was one i loved in the arcade when it came out mm -hmm. I, it was on my short list of ones to master and beat i know i did beat it in the arcade at least once it was part of konami's like we're just cranking out these sweet four player like oh, you, it was you know, killer and as soon as you saw it you were like oh sweet yeah and this was really cool because it was, you know, during that time when they were really making a lot of their licensed games as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to see one that was a unique property was always fascinating. I always thought this was based on some sort of anime or something, you know. I was like, I bet in Japan there's a Sunset Riders. Right. Or something, but... Uh, well, they did make a Cowboys of Moo Mesa game. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, at least they got that, <laughs> that license covering there for you. But I also played it uh, on Super Nintendo. I think I rented it. At okay. least once. Yeah, me me too. But of course, we both played the most of it probably uh, at our friend Bill's house. Yep. Uh, in those late goofy nights in high school. Yes, sir. Marry me with my money. So then, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? Um, I, I beat this game, although I, I did cheat a bit at uh, two bosses. I don't blame you at all, because I thought I was going to breeze through this game. Yeah, me too. Love for, yeah. Uh, too many times in the arcade, I guess. Well, the first time, the I I was getting heartbroken. Like I had to continue on the second level the first time I played. Where I was like, "What am I doing? Like I forgot." Yeah, I know exactly how you felt, and I agree. I started uh, save stating at the beginning of every level about halfway through the game because I realized I was not going to make it on the meager number of continues <laughs> I had. Right. And then I think the last three or four bosses, yeah, definitely saved before them because man. You go in cold, you're getting wiped out before you have your strategy down. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And, um, well, I'd just like to begin by reiterating, man, this game is much harder than I remembered. <laughs> I also misremembered it as to a totally different game where, in my mind, I thought it was more like uh, the Aliens arcade game. Okay. Where you move like a beat em up and just shoot straight right. Like, right. You know, that's probably part of why I had such a tough time at first. But, uh -huh. but it all came rushing back where I was like, you know, I haven't played it in a long time, you know, at least 10, 15 years. So. Okay. Well, I've played it a bit more recently um, in the arcades a couple times at the uh, Galloping Ooh. Ghost Arcade. If anyone has ever made it out there to the Chicagoland area, it's amazing. Amazing old school arcade. Sweetness. And then when I built my own cabinet, this is one that me and the kids have gone through. Multiple times. Oh, sure, sure. So I knew what I was getting into. But, you know, in the arcade, you have as many quarters as you can afford. Right, right. Or in the modern keep... times, just a button that is quarters. Right. So I kind of, there was that disconnect for me. And, man, when I sat down with this, just like you, it was quite the rude awakening. Yes. That first boss battle really was the first, like, slap in the face. Because I was dying, and I was like, I should, I should be able guy. to skate right through this <laughs> yeah. first level, no problem. Yeah, it takes a little, uh, I don't know, you got to do things in a different way than I was used to, at least. Uh, yeah, and there is, you know, there is that element of memorization in like a Contra or whatever, where you know where enemies are going to come in. But then the other side of this game is that when things get really busy and there's a lot of enemies on the screen, there are so many bullets coming out and moving around that it's no longer like memorize the patterns. It's just right. reaction. Well, I... um. 
I mean, you know, as Cormano, you know, I would just try to go through and fill the screen with as many bullets as I'm moving slowly, like killing guys as they come. Oh, I could never stop shooting. Almost, never. you know, like a mercenary force in a way. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, definitely. I really like the graphics in this game. Like, I love 80s anime. And uh, so all the guys, graf- you know, like when they're running on the stampede, there's oh, some yeah. really goofy animation. Real goofy looking running animations. You know, it's cartoony and fun, uh, and it's... Well, and uh, it's so bright. That's one of the things I really yeah. like about this game is every character is their own primary color, but beyond that, the backgrounds, the foregrounds, and everyone else you interact with is just such a vivid and bright character. Yeah, the sprites are great. Even if you are fi- mowing down hundreds of those same three cowboys. Yeah, that's the big hit for me, is that there is such little variety in the enemies, and even in some of the foreground, um, you know, just things like the boxes. You're going to see a lot of boxes. Lots of wooden boxes, man, everywhere you look. Wooden crates, I mean, as far as I can see. Even if they're just different colors, it's like, yeah, but, you know, I don't know. That X on the side is just too specific. But the music is uh, pretty sweet, I think. Oh, I love it. I mean, as you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, Western-themed music. <laughs> uh, you know, I love the soundtracks of many classic Westerns. I, I lived in New Mexico for many years. And, uh, you right know, Santa on. Esmeralda, all that great stuff. Uh, what, what can I say? This soundtrack was the flamenco beat that I needed to keep me <laughs> just grinding along in those harder stages. Well, that's cool because it's, you know, it's definitely got its early 90s arcade sound, but it's, yes. it's like a mix with that and the Western themes. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's got wonderful sound effects. Mm-hmm. Really bombastic, really loud. And as we joked off mic to each other earlier, they were definitely done by the same person or crew that worked on the Ninja Turtles video game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the you, same brassy horn noises, like, they are just too similar. It's the, yeah, those orchestra hits. And and you get a lot of great voice sampling in this game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, another tie-in to the Ninja Turtles game, you know. But mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. one, the quotes make more sense, that's for sure. Like, yeah, it's not just, like, a, a, a thing. <laughs> not a horrible pun. Right, right. Shell shock. Instead, it's possibly a horrible line. Yeah. But either way, you know, I, I like these ones more. I, I do too. Now, the backgrounds of this game, I thought, were amazingly good. Because there is no seam. There is no background and foreground. Right, right. It is just one beautiful scene you are going through. Yeah, you see some mesas out in the desert in some of the scenes. Or, you know, forest And the way they transition all the different levels, I mean, this game really feels like you're moving through a lot of areas and you are out in the world of the Southwest and you're Mm -hmm. going to different areas to to get your bounties. And they really walk you through a lot of different play styles too that, you know, if you're new to this game, you probably would not expect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from the bonus levels, which are amazing. You know, they're like a little shoot-em-up gallery. Yeah. The boss fights, you know, the boss fights on a lot of the side-scrolling levels take on a whole different form because you're no longer scrolling when you get to them. Yeah, and, you know, that's that's the tough... I mean, the levels aren't that bad for no. the most part, but it's like when you get to the bosses, if you don't know what you're getting up against, it's tough to learn what to do because you die in one hit, so you really got to try and plan it out. And they usually mob you with bullets right away. So. Right away. <laughs> and then there are levels that are auto-scrolling. To a degree, when you're mm-hmm. on your horseback. Horse levels. So, I mean, and of course, you have your obligatory train levels mm-hmm. and those things. <laughs> Which you, yeah. But they're done in a way that doesn't feel as obligatory because you are in the Old West and all of the graphics and the, the backgrounds and stuff in those levels are really nice. And, and just there's a lot of little touches that they, they add to this game that I think knock it over the top. Yeah. Things that wouldn't have to be there, like the interactions you have with the bosses or maybe little fun things that happen after you beat the bosses. Which yeah, we'll yeah. talk about a little later. Overall, this is at that point where, I, you know, the Konami brand is just knocking it out of the park on yeah. every single level. Firing on all cylinders, man. Uh, releasing, like, they're not just cranking out these sweet arcade games, but then it's like you get a good home port, too, generally, for all of them. So. Yeah, I mean, at this point, if I saw that Konami logo on something, I, that was that got my attention, I was definitely going to play it. Yeah, yeah, and this is emblematic of that that excellent quality for sure. All right, here we are in the level by level portion of our show, and this game does not have a huge number of levels, and there's not a lot going on in them besides shooting and running. So we are going to go through them one by one. Yeah, and we're going to start with level one. And the really cool part is when you begin a level, you don't just jump in. You get a wanted poster. Yeah, it just shows you, uh, it tells you the name of the boss and how much money they're worth. And you get a little pick. Yeah, and boss one, 
we're going after uh, is Simon Greedwell. Ooh, he's, and he's worth ten thousand dollars. And then the really fun part, which sadly we couldn't isolate all of them on audio, is that each one of them does have a little quote that they will yell at you before the level and then when you see them as a boss. Yeah, they're uh, pretty goofy, stereotypical Western stuff, you know. Yeah, bad guy parlance. Possibly offensive. Very possibly. <laughs> but in level one, you are just in a like the outskirts of a little Old West town area. Yeah, you got some buildings. It's pretty colorful. We got like brown buildings, a lot of like haystacks. Uh... And then right away, there are two open doorways. And this is to teach you, you press up at them, you'll go inside them, and you'll come out usually with some sort of little bonus. Yeah, a little treat. But really, right away, you are faced with some tough spots, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, you, you can max your gun out pretty quick mm-hmm. uh, in level one, but they, you know, you'll you'll start encountering guys with dynamite, you know? Yeah, the dynamite is my biggest uh, pain in the butt of this game. I don't ever mess with it, man. We forgot to mention that you can pick it up and throw it. Yeah. But there's no reason to, because it's it you're, takes forever. And you're the worst throwing, like it barely goes anywhere. And, and you it know, will still hurt you. I always just wait and let it explode before I move past. That is the wise decision. Now, it looks great when it explodes. It's a huge and wonderful explosion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, another thing this game does that I really like is it moves you up and down a lot and it makes you feel like you are in a, a real area. So it's like you go over a bridge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's not just like a bridge drawn across the bottom right. of the screen. You yeah, actually you get... climb up and go across it and come down it and that kind of thing. Steps are involved. Yeah. You go into a ranch. And that's where, yeah, you'll start to see your first uh, you stampede. Mm-hmm. A bunch of, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, the screen will start shaking. You usually see some chickens scuttling, you know to the left from the right and then eventually a huge line of steer will come and you have to jump up onto them and keep running to the right as they you know they kind of convey you to the mm-hmm. left and there are some gaps they'll kill you if you get hit by the front so but in this first time encountering them there's no enemies to deal with so it's all just about jumping and you know it's fairly easy to deal with yeah but right afterwards you are into the boss yeah uh mr greedwell himself he's up uh you know, this is kind of a common b- boss conceit in this game where you'll be at the front of a building, mm-hmm. the boss is in the top center behind, in this case, some uh, barrels. Yes, it looks kind of like a general store. Yeah, and, you know, he's shooting at you from behind there while enemies are popping in from the various windows uh, in in the building. Yeah, and now this boss does not move. He just stays right there uh, behind the barrels, and you cannot hurt him until both barrels are gone. Right. And they take forever to destroy I mostly um, would, you know, I concentrate on killing the guys because each boss has a certain number of guys will stop spawning eventually. Okay. And then I would, you know, just blast away because when it's only him, he's just shooting three shots, at least one player. I don't know if that amps it up for two players, mm-hmm. but, you and know. I hate to say it, but really that's that's the best strategy for most bosses is you don't concentrate your fire on the boss. You concentrate on making sure that the enemies are killed right away. Yeah. So you're not swarmed by this sea of bullets. I mean, maybe it's a little easier. You know, I only played one player, so. As did I. Uh, My son was super busy with the end of the year school activities and lots of projects coming up. So as much as I wanted to steal him (laughs) and and help him help out, uh, this was not in the cards. Yeah, well, yeah. So maybe with two players, it's a little more manageable. But, you know, I always focused up on keeping those windows clear until they just stop coming. And for me, uh, these levels, especially the early ones, it's just about moving left and right constantly. You you are running to the right, clearing stuff, running yeah. to the left. Well, you, you angling up to. the whole time to do a couple sweeps of bullets and hoping some of them are going to hit those barrels in the middle. Yeah, yeah. You got to you really got to keep moving cuz you don't move that fast. No. I mean, you can slide, but it's kind of it's not that long of a range, you know? No, so it's faster than your normal movement, but it's not like a long slide. It's not as far as your jump. Yeah, you really got to, you know, and if you don't stop moving, then they're all shooting at you and then you'll get mobbed by bullets real quick, so, you know, just stay fleet of foot. Yes. Now you pump enough lead into this <laughs> madman and he will fall from that top balcony and crumple at your feet. And he says something. Well, you know, he wants to be buried with his money. That's right. <laughs> and you get your reward, and then you're on to the next stage. All right, so level two, the bounty is Hawkeye Hank Hatfield. Oh, yes. Triple H himself. and uh, <laughs> Triple H. He's worth uh, $20,000 this time. Or as, you know, the main boss of the game would call him, Triple H. H. It's <laughs> uh, true, yeah. Now, and it is a train level. Yeah, I mean, you start just riding your horse. 
And I hate this intro. Yeah, I died a lot here. This was part of the reason I was like, I had to continue right away. Yeah, Um, uh, I agree. There is one specific path I found to not get hit by the bullets of that first guy. Yeah. And be able to jump over the first uh, the log that's dropped out. Because what you're doing is you are following a train. And there are guys th- shooting from the back of it, dropping logs. But meanwhile, horses are coming up along the side shooting at you. Oh, it's a, it's a wagon. Sorry. I'm sorry. It is a wagon. You're right. But uh, yeah. And guys are messing with you from behind that. And you have horses coming from like your top left and top right, bottom left and bottom right. And I found that like the only way to survive is to run and just hug the very front as you get shot at. Oh, yeah. And as soon as the bullet passes you, then you have to bank backwards and start okay. shooting down. See, I they um, can jump over that one thing. And that's that's the only way I managed to not get die in that first like 30 seconds. Of I, the level. I always had these problems where it'd be the guys coming from the bottom left. Yeah. yeah. That would kill me. Always. So I would just by default stay in the back left and shooting back mm-hmm. all the time. And for some reason, I don't know. It really didn't seem to spawn as many guys there because I was really listening for their screams when they die. But I wouldn't, you know, I hear them sometimes, but a lot of times, and it seemed to, I don't know if it was reacting to me. Like guys were coming from on the top right a lot more. So I would jump up and shoot them and kind of try to get the the wagon fellas. Um, I don't know. It's, it it can be a little overwhelming at first, but you just got to stay on your toes. Uh, Definitely. If you kill enough guys in the wagon, it does hilariously explode, which uh, I, I love. You've been riding along these train tracks, and yeah. then a train starts to come up behind and pass you. And yeah. this train looks great. Yeah, the train is awesome. And you, as it as it slowly scrolls by, you got a lot of different kinds of cars, some carrying logs, etc. Mm-hmm. There are two all... passenger cars, and of course, guys lean out and shoot at you. This uh, and but this whole level really was about just being like, stay at the far left, shoot the guys as soon as they appear. Yeah, definitely, pretty easily. So then, at the end of the level, you jump off your horse. The train goes by, and then what happens, Nick? Well, it reveals uh, the you know Hawkeye Hank himself is out there. Um, he's kind of on the other side of the tracks behind some. There's three barrels that boxes. he will or boxes. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Don't get our boxes and barrels confused. Man. They are different shapes, so I should know this by now. Um, but he jumps or kind of jumps in and rolls in between them. You know, he's he's like a pistol gunfighter guy. Yeah, I thought this was easier than the first boss. Yeah, it's, it's not too bad. Less guys coming in. There are a few. Well, they're only coming in. Yeah, just from the two. There's like spots. less areas to, to 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 keep the suppressive fire on, so you can really shoot the main guy a lot more often. I felt. Yeah. Um. Eventually, once he starts flashing red and gets low enough, he'll jump out and get down right in front of you and start shooting. Uh, Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um. Every time. I mean, maybe it's different for the pistol people, but I was just like, well, point blank, let's shotgun like... And he's dead. Yeah, rapid fire him right in the face. And once you have rapid fired him in the face, you are given that reward. All $20,000 of it? Yes, sir. 20 large. And then you move on to stage three. You see your wanted poster. Or is this where you get your little cutscene? Well, this is the first uh, bonus stage, actually. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, so... and. You know, your little shooting gallery, you got guys that pop out in one of nine positions, each corresponding, or eight positions, eight positions. Yeah, sorry, corresponding to a direction in the screen, and you just move this little cursor and shoot them, and... I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's... Um, Possible high score of 50. I never got over, I think 42 was my best. Yeah, like, I never made it to the end, but it, it, it was, it's a nice little change of pace. Yeah, and it's just more money. Which could be more men, thank goodness. And then stage three? Now you're back, back in a town, right? Uh, and who are we going after? Oh, yeah, this is Dark Horse himself, and that's $30,000 reward. Yes, and uh, Dark Horse is wearing quite the outfit on that horse. Hey, what is it? He's just wearing, like, uh, suspenders and But they're, hat, like, right? leather-looking suspenders. Yeah, yeah. He reminds me kind of of uh, Mongo from, you oh, know yeah, what I mean? I like, where that. he's, like, I'm the big dude. Uh, mm-hmm. Blazing Saddles, sorry, that's the, the movie, not the game. Definitely, and, well, his level is the town. You are deep in the town now. Yeah, this is more like you see taverns and stuff. The general um, store is here. There's a, a little, there's a portion where you have to climb a rope over, there's some fire that will Ooh, that, light some oil. That looks great, but that rope climbing part is always my least favorite. It's the, so hard to avoid bullets because you, you can jump up over them, but it's really awkward. It is. Uh, it, it's really tricky. It's like you have to like inch forward, trigger a bullet, move back, then move forward and shoot them and then move back. Like you can't, I don't know, you're so restricted. Indeed, but... You know, most of this level is really straightforward. And at the end of it is the Iron Horse himself. And yeah. he is on a big old horse that is 
armored in iron. Yeah, so it is bulletproof. But he is not. No, um, and you'll encounter him at the end of like a big two-story kind of building with a balcony that you can jump up, jump down. Guys are popping out of the windows up there, so... But I spent most of my time up on the top level of this one, mm-hmm. and I, I felt like because of that, I didn't have any trouble with the other guys. No, they're not too bad, and I mean, since you're right there, you can just gun them down as soon as you see someone popping out of that window. Exactly. And then if you're really lucky, there are a few spots where a dark horse will stop. And when you aim downwards, you don't move forward. Yeah, you can get locked in there. So you, so can... you can destroy him if you catch him in the right spot. Oh, like I got him twice and that just that was the end of it. Oh, him. yeah, yeah. This is a, an area also I used kind of a trick where if you're getting shot and you're on the top level, like if you're you can jump out of the screen. Uh-huh. And when you're out of the screen, like, even if I'm like, that bullet would have hit me, you won't, like... Right. So you can, like, I don't know, you can hide up there, kind of, in weird, in tough situations, you can get out by jumping, you know, off screen. So, if you need to, it's there. But you shouldn't have too much trouble, and you can defeat the Dark Horse. Yeah, when you do, that's when, I think, the door comes open, and you get a little, some lady comes out and says, like, oh, those horrible man. Yeah, and, boom, you may think you're going to another level, but... No, no, no. You're straight at another boss fight. Right here. It's the Smith Brothers. Uh, and what a boss fight it is. They're worth 40000 <laughs> the beginning of like, whoa, for me. Yeah. Um, it took me a while to get this down. Where, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, you know, you have two guys who are in the top left and right corners of this room. Yeah, you're in a theater. Yeah, and, you know, there's lots of overturned tables, etc. but there's a chandelier that's swinging between them mm-hmm. and you can jump up on that shoot at them you can shoot at them from the bottom but they're both lobbing one guy shoot throws bombs at you and the other guy throws these like flames and they're both horrible because they're very hard to like track it's uh, yeah i i was you really have to start like fooling it into throwing the bombs at like i was i was like focus on him first get the bomb guy yeah because those you can bombs least, are yeah, definitely you, a big. Does it take you out very easily? Well, and they have a huge vertical hitbox. Like you can yeah. at least jump over the flames easier. Mm-hmm. I thought so. I was like, we this guy's got to go. And and you'd think, oh, but you can jump up on that chandelier that's next to them. You've got like a half a second of time up there before they wise up and start throwing bombs onto it. It's yeah. Once I mean, so again, I focus on the guy on the left, and it for was me, like, it was like a rotation. I was just circling the room basically. Because okay, I could okay. lead them by, you know, they would throw at me, but I'm already moving more in my counterclockwise rotation around, focusing fire on that bomb guy. Gotcha. I would, yeah. For me, it was like I would move kind of left and right under the bomb guy, and as soon as I saw him drop one, more or less vertically, I'd move to the right, jump on the chandelier, and then I'd get a diagonal shot up at him for mm-hmm. a few, drop back down and repeat. Once you get one of them gone, like... Then like, it's easy. Yeah, then the other guy can't even hit you. I just stand in one place on that chandelier, and he was throwing flames, like, in front and behind me repeatedly. Oh, nice. Like, I don't know if I just lucked into that timing, but, so, I don't know which of uh, the Smith brothers is older, but they both died at the same time. <laughs> well, whichever one you take out last uh, says something, falls, and then explodes. Yeah, he's like, that was a blast. Yeah, and then he explodes, and that's wonderful. <laughs> but the the level's not over. No, then uh, the girls come out and dance. Well, man. you run up to the stage, and then you get a whole new sprite of you, like, you're, standing up there. Yeah, you're, like, cheering, kind of. Waving like, your hat. Yeah, getting into it. Yeehaw! Now, this is another one of those uh, differences where, in this version for the Super Nintendo, these women are in full-length dresses. Yeah, well, they do, like, a can-can or something. They do yeah. a bit of a can-can. Uh, in the arcade version, they are... Uh, Definitely more risque dancers for sure. Right, right. Showing a little leg. Yeah, maybe Games. a garter. Whoa. Yeah. But you know, after the show, you're very enthused, and you get money from those gentlemen as well. This is where the the girls tell you they're like, "There's a big reward for Sir Richard Rose, but he always has three bosses with him." And they don't say bosses. I think they say henchmen. Or yeah, they say something, but. <laughs> They mean bosses. Um, and then after this level, you get the, it's like a wanted, four wanted posters combined. and Yes. You know, you, it's all a bunch of silhouettes. And the first one that is revealed is El Greco. And he's worth $50,000. Yeah, and the money's really getting up there. That's a free man. Yeah, right off the bat. Yeah. That you know you're going to get if you destroy him. And, mm-hmm. well, we're back to the train. Yeah, but this but time. <laughs> you're not on your horse, which is a, a very pleasant change of pace. Yeah, yeah, you are on this train. And this train, man, it is going straight to Boxville, USA. Oh, yeah, man. It's a fully loaded train. They got some some lumber they're also transporting. But mainly boxes. You're going to be jumping around a lot of boxes. And really, 
this level I thought was also very easy because you're not dealing with a second plane of enemies to be coming out of. There's no oh, windows. Yeah. There's no other area. If you inch and shoot, you're taking everyone out. Yep. Um, and you watch out for those. Like I think this is where those. What are they like? Mail things that would hold bags of mail. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. an overhang that comes over the train. It's like a wooden beam. You'll mm-hmm. see a few of those. Jump them. But watch out. Not n- nothing too uh, crazy here. No, when you get towards the front of the train, you do have to go over some cars, and there are guys shooting out from underneath, but mm-hmm. it's not hard at all. And then you get to the very front of the train. Yeah, and this is where you'll see El Greco himself. Yes. And I think this might be the easiest boss. He's a... I, I don't even know. I, I, I died at him once when I first got there, and I'm like, okay, well, he whips. Did you stand still? Yeah. Exactly. But if you start moving, does he ever attack no, you? No, he just jumps after you, and you can just keep shooting him. Like I I just would jump between the top of the train and then the bottom of the train, mm-hmm. and he'd follow me, and I'd just shoot back. I would just never stop shooting, and then eventually my stray bullets killed him. Yeah, it's uh, he's he's very easy. Made me feel like a, a real Sunset Rider. You gun down El Greco, and you then you get your second and final bonus stage. So. Mm-hmm. Which is identical to the first set. Yeah. And it's still 50, 50 guys. Pick up some points and move on to level six. And who do we fight here? Um, this is the dreaded Chief Wigum. No, sorry. Chief Wigwam. Oh, yes. <laughs> and he's worth $60,000. American. And tastefully, his level is now filled with just generic bad guys instead of uh, <laughs> Native Americans <laughs> that you are slaughtering. And, uh, but this one, you're going up some like cliffs and mountains. Oh God. And right away you are faced with some boulders. Some really uh, bouncy boulders. Yeah. Way more than I expected. And they killed me. Yeah. I, I lost a few here that you, and the then, timing's so a little weird. I was then very just like, oh God, this is going to be a stupid boulder level. I'm really not looking forward to it. Right. I'm on edge the whole time <laughs> and there are no more boulders. No. For just... almost the entire level. And then when you think you're safe. There's like two more boulders. Right at the end. <laughs> right at the end. I was like, come on. I, the the boulders made me very nervous as well, but it, despite how squirrely they are, I didn't die that often. Well, by I, the second ones, I was just so cautious that it didn't matter. The only reason the, the first ones killed me was because I was totally caught off guard by them. Yeah, you want to make sure you you can wait for them so that you deal with them on the flat plane instead exactly. of the incline. And, yep. and that's all you have to do because you keep moving through and you'll get to the top of this in no sweat. And then uh, the real, for me, the tough part is the rope section. Yes, that is the hardest part by far. You are over pits here. Uh, There's a free man. There's a free man down there. And some, uh, you know, some guys are gunning at you. And there are those little like pillar rock things. Mm -hmm. Can you land on those? I never tried. I didn't either. I wasn't. There there are a couple, you know, for sure platforms. Yeah. And you have to kind of jump on those because there's no, no maneuvering quick enough on the top. No. It's just you can't get uh, you you can't jump horizontally enough to no. cover the range. So uh, if you can make it across that rope, though, you will get to the boss, the chief himself, and he is in the middle of some sort of like crazy concentric circles of rocks. Yeah, with some rock pillars, and this is where if you're me, save state here because you're going to be back a lot. I said that the two guys were the first boss that it was going to be really hard. This is the first boss that's going to break your spirit. <laughs> I was really like, I think I'm just going to be stuck here. I don't think I can get any farther. <laughs> because what he does is he jumps around. When he's in the air, he throws down, well, on normal difficulty, three daggers yeah. in like a little spread. Mm-hmm. And man, they are hard to dodge. You have to get in between them, basically. Yeah, I, I've spent a lot of time trying to like jump and you know lure him to throw them in the air and it never worked anytime I kept dying. So, so you have to be, you have to get good at dodging them. Just and walking between them. It is. And you're going to be doing it a thousand times, it feels like. I um, My best strategy I could come up with was to stay like as close underneath him mm-hmm. because I found when he threw them straight down, I, it was easier for me to position myself like... Yes, agreed. To left or right of the middle knife. And just I just kept shooting up the whole time. I was never able to aim, you that, know... Right. This, was, for me, was all about dodging and then hoping that he would cross into my line of fire... Not that I would ever be like actively trying to hit him. Well, and you got to watch out too. If he lands right next to you, he'll slash you. Yes, and you can you can jump them. In fact, I actually kind of got kind of good at that. Where it was like I would jump and I could shoot him just a little and land and jump. Okay, he'll do it about three or four times. You know, I was like, I'll see how long. Maybe I can I can get him locked here, but right. he'll eventually jump out. But and then he also is invincible from the knives at certain points in his jump, oh, just man. to make it even more annoying. Yeah, so I even when I finally got through here, I was like, I lost a lot of life and just, you know, 
just cash them in for bullets and keep killing. I lost guess. a lot of life, but no love. That's no, for sure. No, sir. no love lost. You defeat him. And then there's a weird kind of bittersweet ending to this story. Yeah, his sister comes out and begs you. She's like, don't kill him. Because you're about to. You've got your under, gun out. He's under. Right out. <laughs> he's under. He was just following orders. And you're like, yeah, but. It's so? Yeah. But, but, you know, I like to add a little headcanon to it. And I'm like, well, maybe, you know, his tribe was under duress. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, he's like, I will go do this so they don't mess with us. Right, right. Yeah, well, either way, um, you do give her a great line where you're like, all right, ma'am, we won't shoot him. Which yeah. is hilariously cold. And I don't know. It's like, <laughs> but you've taken down the evil chief wigwam. There's only one more mini boss or henchman to go. Yeah, the deadly Paco Loco. And Paco Loco is not a mere man. He's a giant brute creature of a thing. I don't know, man. He looks like he's like Azog the Defiler. He looks like an orc or a cave troll to me. He's like all very bald, you know, uh, bald bull to me. Yeah, yeah. He's like albino. And then he speaks with a Spanish caricature accent, I guess. Well, he has those weird anime like lips that certain goofy giant characters have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a bobo or. Yeah. And I don't know. Those kind of creep me out. Yeah, either way. Uh... This is uh this is another horse level at the beginning. Um, yeah, huh. you, you have a little sequence. You got your wagons and your horse guys coming in, and then you fight your way through, and eventually you're dropped off in a kind of forest where, you know, you have your little clear area at the bottom of the screen, but in the background there's another area behind some trees where guys are popping out and shooting down at you. Yeah, yeah. And this area looks really cool, but man, they this is the point where they are just throwing guys at you left and right. Yeah, keep the screen full of bullets as you're moving to the right. Uh, and then it's kind of confusing, though. You cannot move up there to that area. No, it looks like you might be able to hop back there. But... And there's every once in a while a power-up up there, and you just jump to get it. You don't yeah. go up there to get it. <laughs> so I always thought that was a little weird. Uh, yeah, me too. And then at the very end, though, you come into the wooded edge of a fort. Yeah, a big, like, you know, those wooden beam pillars, you know? Yeah, if you've ever, you know, had to go see some sort of Outdoors show recreation of the life of Daniel Boone or <laughs> Blue maybe, Jacket, maybe Blue Jacket, Davy Crockett. Uh, my family would go to any of those things. Yeah, yeah. And as a small boy, I was like, man, I hope they catch something on fire. Let's do this. <laughs> One of them should better shoot an arrow that's on fire. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, I want the action. And uh, well, you'd be very familiar with this scene if you've if you've been to one of those outdoor events. And sure, sure. This uh, the fort is being defended by that giant creature of a man. Paco Loco. Yeah, and he's holding like a big, it looks like a machine gun, but he doesn't really shoot that fast. Um, no, it, it's the size of a machine gun, but not the speed. Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of shooting down at you from atop uh, the fort while um, bad guys are spawning in the trees, throwing dynamite at you. And that's the real danger. Not <laughs> not the guy with the no. gun. It's those dynamite fools, man. Because sometimes, it, if you're paying attention to the wrong portion of the screen, you will miss that dynamite. Yeah, man. Um, and that's that's the main way, way I died here. If you're quick, you can shoot them before they even throw it. Yes. Um, and really, once once you realize how crappy Paco Loco's aim is, like, yes. he only has like three or four angles, and you can just hover in between one, you know, now, between two of them to trick him. If you get too close to the wall though you won't be able to hit him right so you kind of have to play in this middle ground of this the, of uh, the level i think this he only has like nine enemies in the trees that you have to kill oh really? before they stop coming so this is an area where i really was like just stay in these kind of safe spots slowly killing the mm -hmm. dynamiteers and once they're gone this he's nothing like no he has a very very nice little break in the boss action and then you defeat him and he tumbles over <laughs> the edge of the wall and uh well you may think the battle's over but there's one breath left in him, and with it, he's going to take your life, or very poorly try to. Yeah, as he says, hasta la bye-bye. Yeah, and then he womp, womp. shoots in the air. <laughs> you pull your gun out like you're going to end it before he can shoot yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But no, you just let him shoot in the air, and you just watch him. And, yeah, and then he collapses to a heap of oblivion. And then you set a wad of dynamite at the edge of that fort. <laughs> blow a giant hole in it and rush in. That's right. It's showtime because now it's level eight. And it's time to face down Sir Richard Rose himself for $100,000. Man, Richard has a lot of money. I mean, I'm guessing. Well, I mean, a hundred. I mean, he's got to because um, he has a huge fort that leads. You know, he's got this, like, riverside fort that you're fighting yeah, through at the beginning. At, at first, you're going across the river. And this is annoying because you're on the ropes the most of this. Yeah. There, well, there's, you know, you actually can walk in that water. 
No, I didn't. I, I found out on accident. I thought I was going to die. And then I was like, why is this rope even here? This sucks. Like, you just walk across the water. And oh, this would have been fine. a thousand more times <laughs> easier if I would have known that. Yeah. Because no. uh, well, it looks like you can't was... walk across the fire, though. That's true. That's true. And there is a fire portion like you, you deal, dealt with earlier. Well, it's like they give you these little rafts that look like, don't touch the water. Yeah. That's what but... I thought. Like, stay on the raft. And then you get across the water. And then you're like moving up. And oh, my goodness. I was like, oh, no, more boulders. Yeah. This is exactly like where the boulders were. Yeah, yeah. But there are no boulders. Yeah, this There's area. a lot of dudes. It's everything's like brick, stonework, and you're you're moving up, uh, eventually getting up to his... Uh, Very nice, fancy house. Fancy estate building, man. And I like that they... This is a whole new set of tiling and sprites that were used. Yeah. Just yeah. for this level and for the estate. But you get to the main entrance of the estate, and at the top, like many bosses, from the center doorway emerges sir richard rose yeah he's a uh, dressed in a nice fancy white coat and but he uh, does have a gun strapped to his leg yeah and he's he's shooting at you from behind a balcony while enemies are spawning all over the place like there's four of them on the screen when you first get here yeah enemies is an understatement i, I got, wish there was a word that meant more than that i could never like i every time i got to this guy Spoilers, I cheated my butt off here too, but yes. right away, it's like the battle starts and I die. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't, the initial spread where it's like, there's six bullets coming at you right away. And I'm like, I, I don't know where to go. Like, exactly. I can't teleport. I think it's a slide. That's how you get out of I, that. I, I mean, I tried, but I'm not, I don't know. But either way, you are not focusing on the Sir Richard and you have to destroy a series of um, statues and vases that surround him yeah, just yeah. to be able to attack him. Yeah. And... Good luck, because really, your entire goal is to stop the six guys from respawning constantly around you. It's like 20-some guys that will eventually, total, that will come out. So it takes forever. I mean, I I was purposely focusing on them at the beginning because, Mm -hmm. you know, I was, I don't know how else to survive. (laughs) So Yeah, exactly. um, Eventually, they'll run out, but. And when they do, Richard himself still has quite the gun. Yeah, he'll he'll start shooting at you. You gotta, you know, you just destroy the enemies. You destroy the balconies, and now you're fighting him. Mm-hmm. And this is where I was. I was about to die. I was like, I don't have any continues. I'm down to. I had five men. I'm I'm down to one. Time so, to pull the player two. Yep. Pause the game. Switch to player two. Use those five lives to beat Sir Richard Rose. Because you know the fight's not over when he emerges from that no. little hiding spot. Now he starts jumping around. He's fast too. Yeah, and he shoots fast. So it's just like a whole next level boss after that so this is your second form as you would think. yeah and i mean well because at one point you think he's dead oh yeah and then he reveals he had a bulletproof shield or something underneath his shirt uh, yeah so he has a little bulletproof thing but then once that happens there's only like three or four more shots on him you're almost there yeah and then once you've killed him he falls down and you you make your little victory pose Yee-hee. and then there's a nice little text that is uh well it's pretty hilarious actually it tells you you did a good job, Podner. <laughs> P-O-D-N-A-R. Oh, man. Now, as a former Southwesterner, I can assure you that that is not how you would uh, phonetically it's, spell it's, out. It'd be Pardner, right? Correct. That's what I always thought. But <laughs> hey, I mean, I guess since we're podcasters, we can be Podners, but... Indeed. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but then you get a uh, beautiful, of course, due to the title of this game... <laughs> sunset at the end yeah you get some credits and stuff scroll by and you ride off into the sunset and now it is time for the review portion of our show and of course we use the classic nintendo power review system that has four categories each category ranging from zero to five in points starting with graphics and sound all right man we won't shoot them and I gave this game a 4.5. Okay, um, I gave it a 4.0. Okay. I thought it was, uh, the sprites are all great. I like the backgrounds. Um, and they were really, the bad guys in the backgrounds do get a little repetitive. And that's my one ding. That's yeah. what held, held it off for me, not being that perfect score, is that you just see the same five or six enemies, or in the level, the same three over and over and over again. Yeah, you get, but good animation um the music is awesome uh it's very westerny feeling uh, in its way while still being very animated go shoot them yeah yeah go now shoot them up we didn't mention that there is a beautiful little opening credit scene oh yeah yeah i love it and then just all the little touches in between the levels you get those uh wonderful 
wanted posters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the bosses the bosses are really cool big old sprites they all look uh yeah they all look very distinct and are well animated and then of course those sound effects through the roof if you like ninja turtles the arcade <laughs> game you're gonna love these sound effects yeah, and i love the samples so next up we have play control what did you give it um I give it a 2.5 because I'm I like... I give it a 3.0. I was kind of on the fence there. I was I was trying to decide between those two scores. It's not bad at all, but you're just, you're just shooting and jumping. Well, it is kind of bad in some levels. I feel like in the horse levels, you really don't have that well, agency sh- of movement that you need to and be able to, to, to dodge a lot of the bullets. For some reason with the horse levels, I felt like my diagonal shots were coming out at a, at weird. a weird angle. Yeah, you know? agreed, agreed. Sometimes I would get weird jumps like when I'm like... I'm not trying to jump up to the next. Area. I was just trying to jump. I mean, that, that's probably more so on me, but now I do think that the the movement was you know, really good and responsive because it allows you to dodge a lot of things that I really wasn't expecting to be able to. Yeah, and I mean, I I won't ding the slide because I barely used it, and that's that's on me. No, my biggest ding is that we we lost that Genesis control. If I had a shoulder button I could use to stand mm. still, I think a lot of these boss fights would be would have been a lot easier. And but I do give them credit for letting you map your buttons however you want. Next category is challenge factor. And I gave this game a four point five. I'm I give it a four point oh. Okay. Originally I had three point five and I was like, well, it's just those two bosses, but man, they're really hard. And I even cheated like, right. especially the final boss, like and it's not just those two bosses. Like you said, some of these levels, like right away, they're really cheap uh, it can be, kills. Like yeah. the, the very first horse level and the first time you encounter those boulders. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're basically just like, ha You're going to be, screw you. <laughs> You're losing a life right here. But yeah. So it is, it is pretty tough. It is. Uh, you do, of course, have the continues. You can find free men and you get the, the 50,000 points gives you another, which does mitigate some of it. But they're just, it's just so brutal. And some of the bosses that One I had to give it that score. I, I saw about the the Sega Genesis version is that it lets you continue from where you died mm. instead of at the beginning of the level. And I was like, man, that would be a little less soul crushing. Mitigate mitigate some roughness. Definitely. Marry me with my money. Finally, Nick, we have theme and fun. Theme and fun. Yeah, I gave us a 4.5. I gave it a 4.0. Okay. I was on the fence. Again, I... I'm usually on the fence with some of these scores. <laughs> Uh, you know, I thought that they got that arcade feel just right. I mean, this feels like a fun arcade adventure. Yeah. There's a lot of variety to the levels and to the play styles. And you definitely feel like you're going to different areas. Yeah. You're not just repeating the same stage over and over again. It's just so hard that, man, it takes a little bit of the joy out of some of those later later stages. I Well, yeah. I I really enjoyed it for the most part because... You know, it's just got that breezy charm to it that you're just walking, blowing all these guys to kingdom come, you know? And then generally you get to a boss who's either really easy or hard. And Definitely. so, you know, some of the bosses are sticking points, but I still still had a good time. So then, Nick, should you play this game? Uh, you should. Pardner. Podner. Podner. I would say yes, but play it two players. Oh yeah, or yeah, or cheap. Sure. It would be easier. <laughs> you know, it's always going to be more fun with two players, and I I think it'll be definitely a lot easier in some of those boss areas. And of course, if you can, the arcade version I'm sure is just since you can just funnel continues into it till you win. Yeah, and then you can play with four players. So oh. either way, you know, this is definitely a recommend. Uh, if you like westerns, mm-hmm. if you like shoot 'em ups, if you like beat 'em ups, there's a little something for you in all those categories. So enjoy. Next week's game will be Double Dragon 2 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game any way you can. Play along, friends. And remember, Podners, if y'all got some messages for us, you can leave them at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. We'll get back to you. Don't worry, uh, fellow Southwesterners. That horrible accent grates on me just as much as it does all of you. What? (laughs) Uh, For the... Over eight years I lived in New Mexico. I'm not sure I ever met a single oh, human that talked to Son of a gun, I'll see you spread eagled on a <laughs> wagon wheel. And of course, folks, we can be found on Facebook at Cartridge Command, where you can complain about Nick's accent or you can compliment him, depending on which side of the fence you live on. 
And um, you can also find us on the Twitter at Cart Command, where we usually update when a show comes out. But of course, it is those beautiful folks at patreon.com slash cartridge command. It is the reward money they toss our way every month that makes this show financially possible. They're all fine fellas and fillies. Indeed they are, and we must always thank you from the bottom of our hearts. So thank you so much, and as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game on! As always, Cartridge Commandos, Game, Game on! <laughs> Got me, I should have... <laughs> <laughs>